welcome to episode two of the High Charisma Low Intelligence podcast. I'm I'm Daniel. I'm Lewis. And I'm Josh. And today we are joined by a very, very special guest. Uh, he is our Lord, our Savior. He's also the birthday boy for today. A warm welcome, everybody, to Luca. Round of applause, everybody. Luca! He's here. How are you doing today, Luca? Thank you so much. It's it's a pleasure to be here. I'm so happy. I'm glad. I I am so excited to see how you guys have been uh, have been having fun here. And uh, I'm here. I'm up for any questions, anything you want. I am uh, I'm uh, I'm your boy today. You tell me what you want to do. <laughs> um. So you know, how has it been? You know, with all these uh these messages. I know yesterday there was like a little bit of a a party made in one of the the chats for you. So how, what was that like having like this community behind you on your birthday? Um, so the first thing maybe that I would have to say is that I, uh, I never had a surprise party in my entire life. So it was actually my first surprise party ever. And um, another thing is that I usually underplay my birthday a lot. Like uh, if it wasn't for you guys hyping me so much yesterday, I, I probably I probably just like would have underplayed it the whole day and uh, not done anything about it. So I, I like I owe it to you if my if my birthday my my day of birth was actually amazing because you gave me like such a great Kickstarter. I was like I want to celebrate, like I want to keep this going. This is amazing. I'm feeling great. So thank you, thank you so much, guys. You did an amazing job. And like I think it's cool that like you know. Because I, I know when we originally pitched this idea, you were like, oh, I don't want to be on it till like at least episode five. And then you're like, right, it's my birthday. I'm going to do it on my birthday. <laughs> I know. I wanted to uh, I wanted to um, to find other content creators and um, another another like very interesting people to bring to your podcast before coming in myself. But, you know, the occasion arose. It was the birthday time. I said, what the heck? Let's go um so i am i'm happy to be here i'm also happy to use this as an, as an excuse to uh hint hint do something very special later on uh we have got a question to come in actually um which is what really made you want to start something like as big as this project you've started now um okay so i, I think it's a it's um it's a mix of two things so i started off as um when i was in london uh four years ago it was my first year abroad from away from italy and I um and I and I learned about this thing called Dungeons and Dragons, right? So I, I bought my first book, and uh, I was like, "This is amazing." Only thing I have no people to play it with here, right? And I remember this just like existential dread of uh, not having anyone to play the thing that you were like so obsessed about in that very moment, right? And um and then it just like proceeded on this feeling uh, until I was in New York uh, like two years later, and I was trying to professionally uh. DM for some people, and then I was working in this bar in New York called Hex and um, Hex and Company, and I was like going there twice a week, uh, and they literally put me to um, break the game for all the new players. So I always had to make it like extra spicy, extra interesting for them, uh, break down the rules, but still make it interesting. And then I was realizing like every week I was having like four different sessions of all these people, and at the end I was always using like all the references, all the same maps. So I, I, every time I was updating a map for a party. And this was a map where the other players have not gone yet. When I would go to that map with the other players, even if they didn't know it, I would make them go to the updated map of the other party. So I, I was kind of already doing it, but they were not aware of it. It was just holding my head. <laughs> and, this, and this was all like in person, so it's completely different to having it online now. Yes, and it was one party at a time, and they were not aware of the existence of each other. 
And this got mixed up with some new skills that I'm learning from my work here in Italy. And um, I got this all, all these management skills, uh, all this um, digital marketing skills. And I'm just like, you know what? I think, I think we can do it. I think it'll be cool. Uh, just like to sort of like make it a little bit more professional. And I have to say, I, um, there was an idea. I just proposed an idea. It was a one TikTok video, remember, that went viral like maybe three months ago. And, and absolutely, we would not get, we wouldn't, would have not gotten to this, um, to the size of the project if it wasn't for people like Josh. Literally, the first day that I released the application form, he comes in the Discord, sees everything is messed up, realizes I have no idea how to handle Discord, and goes like, "Hey, buddy, I cannot see the message on the welcome page." And I was like, and he was like, "You need some help." I was like, "God, please help me." He became the cleric of everything or origin story. Yeah. The other thing I want to know is if I were to ask you at the beginning of twenty twenty that you would reach this size, this at this point. Do you think you would have the same answers you would now? Same what? If I was to ask you at the beginning of 2020 that you would you would reach this size at this point in time over the short period that you were content creating on TikTok about this project, do you think you would have the same reaction if you blew up now like you did in December back in the beginning of 2020? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think there's there's various factors here that needs to be considered. The first thing is that, for example, uh, recently in the last few months, the amount of people who have been downloading uh, TikTok has just been increasing dramatically. And every day I am seeing new D&D content creators, uh, which start off from nothing, getting that one or two videos viral, going immediately to 8,000 followers. Very, very similar to what happened to me, right? So um, I'm getting a feeling that... Um, if at the beginning of 2020, you asked me, would I think I would get here? I would say I definitely would have hoped so, and definitely wasn't the plans. I would have not, never imagined that it was, it would have been so well organized and that I was, I would be so stress-free because uh, if, if this thing, it's, it's big, one thing is like doing a big shot, long shot, you know, and one thing is doing a long shot, then thanks to the community, being able to organize it, structure it, you know, and have it in a way where it is, it is, my life is busy and this makes my life easier. But thanks to all the clerics and all the paladins, it, it literally almost becomes effortless doing this thing. So um, this is something I would tell you, I would have not had any idea on the beginning of 2020, that it would have been uh, so pleasurable and, um, and that the community would have reacted like that. So no, but yes, maybe that, you know, 10K, yes, because I was following a lot of pages that were literally telling you what to do. We're telling you like, hey, post this amount of times per day. Um, just like find the niche, do this, do that. But definitely not the fact that we're organized such an amazing community. I think I think it is such a, a a good community that we do have, like full of people who are like so willing to, you know, come forward and help and like put their expertise forward. You know, we have people like working on like the Discord, the social media side, but also like the artwork and the music. And there's so many areas that people are working on. And it's, it just it shows the talent that people in this server have. And it's just a willingness to help as well. It's amazing how many people actually step forwards. What what baffles me, for example, is the um the mere example of what's happening right now with the Minecraft server. Right, it started off as um a paladin. I think it was it was uh, was it Chirp or someone else? Um, Kriv, uh, I think. Yeah, like and also same with this podcast. It all starts with the fact that 
everybody feels um, comfortable with the community. They feel that they can get a space in to work on their projects, right? And the projects, after all, they feed into the community and they nurture the community, right? And it's amazing that they can just like have one idea, propose it. All, all that is needed is just like me saying, of course, yes, let's do it. And, 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 and it's just like, everybody's like, all right, I'm going to do it. And they just like start doing it. And, they, and it's affiliated to Dungeon for All. And we talk about it on TikTok and we bring more people in. And absolutely, like when I when I think of Dungeon for All, um, at the TikTok page, uh, it goes around a little bit about my persona. But when I think of Dungeon for All, I don't think it as myself because Dungeon for All is not myself. It wouldn't exist if it was just made of myself. Um, I, I definitely think of uh, every single person who has been coming inside the family, proposing an idea. And then, you know, it wasn't really necessary to just say that idea is approved. But the moment that someone said, like, let's do it, they just like went full on like a train and did it. Yeah, because um, I remember when we were, because we had a meeting trying to like, you know, what's the best way to like read as many platforms as possible. And as someone who has done podcasts before, I was like, hey, like, why don't we do a podcast? And then the two of them, Josh and Grunkle, they jumped on immediately. They're like, we want to do this. And so then we, we tried it out. We figured out, we, we found a way to be able to do it. And then like literally right after we went to you and we were expecting to have to like talk to everything, but we were like, yeah, how about a podcast? We found a way to do it. We can do it. You were just like, okay, cool. Are you affiliated? Are you not? If you are awesome. If you're not, that's totally fine. Just cool. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. I, and, and, uh, like, I just wanted to say thank you for allowing us to have this opportunity as well. Man, thank, thank you for proposing it. Thank you for, for, uh, for objectively just like being the wonderful people that you are with the care that you have for what you do. Um, I, 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 I just like, uh, I like to say that um, I, I really want to push for um, better production in everything. Like if someone brings out an idea, I, I always will say yes, but I also want to help it to just like be, okay, how can we bring it a step forward, right? So this is where we are right now. And it's amazing that we're already doing it. It's unbelievable that we're already doing it. How do we bring it a step forward? So this is sort of like a, a side thing that I've been doing without telling you guys, but I, I have been designing, a, I kind of like told some of you, I've been designing the shirts that uh, I, I could um, allow you to purchase through our website, which there would be no costs, like extra costs. It would just be like the raw production cost and the delivery cost. But you can choose where do you want to manufacture. So you can choose like the closest manufacturer to you, dropping the shipping cost. And we can do That's this for several much. <laughs> yes, of course. Nice. But also, like, for example, I was thinking of uh, like the screens to put behind, right? So I, yeah. I literally do the same um, software, which uh, app, which is, uh, I think it's Printify or something like that. I can also like create a banner or a screen, which is like with all the, the logos of Dungeon for All and stuff like that. And I can I can make you purchase it with the same way. Still, prices are going to be so low. And, and imagine during the podcast, you have the screen of Dungeon for All and the shirt with your, with your like uh, podcast theme, uh, theme. I think like already production value. Like, who are these guys? This is amazing. You know, and, and then even even if it was like, you know, outside, like if the if with the pandemic, obviously we have to do stuff from home, but like even doing it in the same space, that would be even like further beyond. But obviously right now that's not something that we can do due to pandemic and all that. And also I live in a completely different country to these other two guys. <laughs> but like <laughs> but now, that, that is the issue. Even just the screen and the t shirts, that would be mm-hmm. so cool. Like it's 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 awesome. I think what, what would also step up this podcast is um, we, we need to really get a bunch of very, very good editors on our community, right? People that are 
very quick and have a good eye at editing videos. Because in my opinion, your podcast, someone just like watched the podcast, wrote down what were the most insightful moments, right? And then just like later on, went on, took the registration and like did very small clips. We could put them on TikTok. <laughs> I, might, I might have some experience in video editing. Yeah, I'm just digging my grave even deep now, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, you're following the first half of your cleric. <laughs> yeah, literally. He's the cleric of everything. I'll be the paladin of everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm the audio editor and Gronkle's a video editor. <laughs> yeah, like you did get some new software the other day. You divide yourself within uh, within the niche of the of the podcast team, right? So in the podcast team, you would divide yourself as, you know, like the cleric of audio, the cleric of editing, and the cleric of content, for example. Mm. I, I, I want to get to YouTube so bad, but for YouTube, I feel like we got to have some type of content that needs to be edited. So I was thinking the D&D games, we need to find someone who shortens them, edits them, which is like the most important moments. The podcast, same thing. We do Minecraft games and events. We got we to gotta devise something similar. Or, 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 right, or highlights um, for, say, like if yeah. we did a Minecraft Hunger Games, for example, we'd have the highlights mm-hmm. from those games here in a video. Exactly. And I Paddy, was really if you're watching, I know you are. Write that down. <laughs> <laughs> I was really thinking, for example, having someone in the game in creative mode being some sort of like bird eye view camera so he can follow all the game as it's happening, right? Mm-hmm. And we can also cut through those frames that would be imagine like you're watching a pov of someone playing minecraft maybe you know you're also watching the pov of the other player and they're about to meet and they're about to fight each other and then all of a sudden you cut and you have the bird eye view of the creative guy who's flying on top of them and you can literally just like maybe in spectator mode right and you can see them from the top maybe between the trees reaching to each other fighting production would, value that's yeah. amazing these <laughs> are endless stuff like this like especially when, when we have such a, a, a community with such broad interests and talents and uh, like stuff like that there's so many areas and, and avenues that we can go down you know there's there's uh, there's something that i want to say um um this is like a, a a suggestion that i give to all the people of the dnd of the dungeon for all community um i've seen that many of you have started doing tiktok videos hell yes i strongly encourage it and um, and um, keep going. Even if you see it at the beginning, you don't have many many views or many likes. I remember when I started posting, it was like, what? Uh, you know, if for TikTok standards, it might sound high, but for TikTok standards, it's kind of low, like a hundred views, two hundred views. You just gotta, you just gotta keep doing it. Hop on the train. Yeah. Uh, we had we had the puppet guy, um, Jerzona. His last video where he was doing the same thing with the with the ladies dressed as, as Sith lords. It did two hundred views, didn't it? That's pretty good. It, yes. It's hit 5,000 near enough. That's what I'm saying, right? And, and, and <laughs> everybody in the community also does TikTok videos about the Dungeon for All community. They talk about it. You guys also sponsor joining the Discord and all stuff like that. It's going to make us grow much, much faster. And, and also, like, take, if you're a paladin or a cleric, take credit for the project, right? Say, hey, I am part of this project and I'm doing this. And maybe if, if you're trying to find, like, a good setup for a video, if you want to look at my videos, like look how I set them up. Look, look at like how I I try to uh, like you know when I do a video. Like also Gronkle is is very good, even, even though he, he I don't think you can copy his faces because they're quite unique. But uh, just oh, yeah. like there's no way. <laughs> he has a very elastic face. You can just make it move like as much as he wants. It's great. You can like this structure. Uh, perhaps if you if you uh, if, if have some issues with that. Or even just like steal some of the sounds that I find that I see are going viral, and just like already like doing a video 
talking about the project and you put a viral sound under, it's, it's going to be... That didn't go so well, did it, Josh? Nope. <laughs> for those who are listening, Josh tried to put a top hat on and it, it just fell off his head backwards. Oh, yeah, we did it again. Uh, well, second like, time. There we go. Like, Third time's charm. I think it was because, you know, you, you, this was founded through TikTok. So, like. Oh my God. Sorry, my, 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 my paralyzed cat just bumped into the, the ring light and almost made it fall. Oh, no. <laughs> Whoa. I, give me a second. I got to figure out if he's entangled. Oh, my God. He's entangled in the cave. Cat. Don't die! <laughs> oh, God. oh no! Hold oh, for God. cash. He's himself. Oh shit! Oh my God! Sorry, guys. <laughs> ah, well, nice. Um, just give me one second. I gotta get a wet wipe because I have like cat poo all over my hands. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh dear. Uh, this this will make a great clip. <laughs> While well, he's disappeared, uh, used to been up to anything during uh, well, the uh, week? Last it time? was my dad's birthday a few days ago. It's mine in a few days as well. Other yeah, than that, it's during the next qualification game, isn't it? It is, and uh, I will be in the intermission, so that should be interesting. Yeah. You're going to be in the intermission? How cool! Yeah, it's the it's myself, uh, Grunkle, and uh, Drunkle. We are joining Ventus, and we have a, a theme for our yes. We, show. We've chosen we a won't theme. Just yet, guys. Just the like we have side. a theme for the outfit for yeah, the. Get uh... ears. Uh, we were just to say that. Bar, I think this this stream this Saturday will be taking place on my birthday, so it's going to be another stream of birthday. So it's going to be interesting. Nice. On the subject of which, a slice of cake, Luca. But you're too far away for me to give it to you, <laughs> so I'm just going to have to. Nom 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 yeah. nom nom nom. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> I, I, I mean, telepathically send me the taste. Mm, I can feel I, it. I have a box mm. of celebrations, not sponsored. It's coffee and walnut. <laughs> mm. Oh, no, coffee. I'm allergic to walnut. I'm allergic. <laughs> <laughs> telepathically killing him through allergies. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, like I was saying, like the that'd be a weird superpower. Because you guys, because you have you, this is all started through TikTok. No matter what mm-hmm. route we go down, there will always be that connection to that app. And I think because the people who are super invested want to also push the brand through there, because that's where like that's the foundation of where it all comes from. And I'm encouraging um, it and like saying, please keep doing it. And I, as you've seen, I've been editing some of the videos. Uh, it, it, it's 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 okay let's keep doing it like sincerely um and i've seen people commenting on other creators videos saying hey check out dungeon for all keep doing that it's like we got so many cool special guests thanks to you guys doing that hey i constantly encourage people to make videos because you, you're never going to get yourself out there if you don't take the leap my first video was really tragic this is from like three or four years ago back when it was still musically and it's just me doing the most horrific dance ever. It's probably still on the internet somewhere, but... Yeah, d- d- don't worry. Um, recently, my sibling, my youngest sibling, who's two years older than me, found my TikTok account because of one of my videos that I made while I was intoxicated went viral. Oh, my God. That was a fun well, conversation. TikTok's going viral. My, my last few were mostly just related to th- this podcast and trying to, like promote it and talk about it and but before that it was me just messing around whatever if i if i found a sound and i was like that's a funny sound i'm gonna just do it because it's funny like i'm all about just like 
trying to make people laugh and just do funny stuff like but um the reason I also recommend all of our community members to um to post on TikTok, especially regarding uh, anything that's related to uh, being in the community of Dungeon for All, is because you being in this community gives you a niche content, a niche topic, right? So it's it's already a niche that is Dungeons and Dragons, but it's also the niche of Dungeons and Dragons that streams games on Twitch and has a Discord server, right? So you're already so well placed in the moment that you are making content related to Dungeon for All, that puts you in a very good place for making the video. And again, the easiest thing, like I have my phone here, it's, it's live on TikTok right now because I'm also doing a live, but literally to do a TikTok video, you just take the phone and you go like, hello guys, viral sound going on under. Hello guys, my name is this guy and I, uh, I, I'm working on this project and I think it's very cool for this reason. But before the video ends, I'm gonna tell you there is a secret and just stay with me for a little bit longer. And the secret is we're going to make the biggest Dungeons & Dragons line game or any any project that is coming on is being passed and we're going forward. Like, I, I asked to do a podcast. They said, yes, we're doing this podcast. Take credit for everything you're doing. Absolutely do. Say that we are 10, an 11K community now on TikTok. Say that we have 700 people on Discord. Embrace it. Take it. Do those videos. Go ahead. Which, yeah, if like you're watching that. it, you're not in the Discord already. There's a link in Linkers, uh, Linkers, Lucas TikTok. Yes. There's a there's a link below the stream. <laughs> there's a link in my TikTok as well, actually. Yes, absolutely. If, if you want to do that too, put the link to the Discord in your bio. If yeah, because um, I I I I tried to link the because I was trying to link the Twitch stream in my bio but then it just doesn't have the link but i can put other links but for some reason not the one for the twitch it's a bit weird i don't know why mm. but um yeah you can get a you can get a, a free, you can get a free link tree uh profile and like you can place that's, it there that's what i use yeah, yeah. I, have, I have that for um for my other podcast that i do which i need to create one for this one it's, we don't have all the social media set up yet which we're working on it that's yeah, coming yeah, I still need to give yes. full, full control. We are. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but we also need to, uh, because we have the Paladin of social medias for Dungeon for Win Total here as well, we need to get the logo so we can get the other social medias for that set up as well. I know, yes. I've been also, working Paddy on has a question. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Paddy said in chat, he has a question. Can you tell us some biggest D&D game ever secrets? <gasps> like about Ooh. the story about the game? Secrets! Or... I'd assume about the world or mm. some of the things you're planning to do. Um, I, I believe that maybe uh, one thing I could say that more than a secret is um, something I hope for. And uh, as I see how we're growing and the results that we're getting, I'm like growing to hope more and more and more. Is that what we talked about that would have happened in phase two, which was having other dungeon masters add on as dungeon masters for the game could happen sooner than later, as we have met very, very good Dungeon Masters. If you've watched our last stream, I think he was absolutely excellent. He did an oh, amazing job. Yeah. Speak of the devil, he's typing in chat as well. He was phenomenal. <laughs> like, the past, like, three DMs have all been incredible, but I think Orion just, like, he just took it and he went with it, you know? He really, oh, yeah. really set the bar high for the future ones. I mean, like, Eggy was really, really good. And then Snail was... Um, was also amazing, but Orion, he just—I was engrossed in that story. Like, 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, agreed. It was we, the, the uh, voice acting was my favorite. I, I think uh, not next week, but a week after that. Um, if you guys have talked with her, I think that uh, sooner or later, sooner or later, D and D content creator, um, she joined our server. And uh, sorry for my cuckoo clock. She said that she's going to be a special guest. I don't know if we if we toggled her in. Or I do or, believe uh, it's for this weekend. This weekend, so. Uh, sooner or later, D and D is going to be a special guest for uh, our D and D games. Uh, but but also, she said she would like to DM, so she would also participate in the DM qualification round. Oh really? Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be really that's cool, really interesting. Yeah. yeah. But um, uh, maybe it's not really um, a secret of the game because I ended up not saying the secret of the game. Uh, but. Um, I, I also I've also been planning on contacting some of these. Um, so there's so many people out there that are actually cool, right? And their DM has cool ideas, and the players are funny, right? But somehow they lack the the, the structure that we managed to create. So I, I've been proposing it to some uh, to some like dungeon masters that I met on TikTok, and it would be literally just like me and this community producing their series. So it, imagine like we're Netflix, right? We find these people that do good stories, right? And we're asking them um, to work with us as we produce like a three episodes, one shot of a game. And that's a content Ooh. we can put on YouTube, for example. That would be like that. That That's a big project. I think I think that would be something that would be like just like a super big milestone, mm-hmm. um, especially because like I feel I feel like in recent years, Dungeons and Dragons has just become so much more popular. Especially with the likes of like oh, yeah. Critical Role, High Rollers, uh, Dimension Twenty, it's it, it's so much more in the mainstream now. Like even like, um, what's the one that Joe Manganiello has? It's just all people, like all like big, massive, muscly dudes, like people you would never think would play the game. But it's just become even so Harmon Quest. Yeah, like it's just become so popular right now that I think that there's not enough stuff on like Netflix and TV shows that talk about it. Because it's it's so popular in our society, and there's so many different like shows and movies that are based in a D and D esque world, but they don't talk about it that much. Well, I mean, you've got Stranger Things, which talks about D and D at certain points. It, it gave it a slight very little in popularity yeah. just after that was released, but they didn't last We long. also got a Netflix series about chess. Let's hope we can get some other tabletop games like D and D. Have a Netflix I series. A Netflix, <laughs> I want a Netflix series about playing Uno. Okay, Uno. <laughs> <laughs> playing Monopoly. Monopoly is the next one. Monopoly. Uh, that's the way to ruin friendships. <laughs> that's what it'll be called. That's a way to ruin friendships. <laughs> but I, I know, I know, Luca. When you were talking to us about the podcast, you were like, "I kind of want to talk about, you know, how." Dungeon Dragons brings about an entire world of possibilities, and you can talk about real life things through the world and through the game. So, is there anything that you kind of want to add onto that topic or talk about? And we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, one thing that you might have noticed um, for me, it's standard, but the more I get to see other Dungeon Masters uh, DM, the more I'm realizing that for some people, Dungeons and Dragons immediately is associated with a very strict medieval theme uh, with very just like um, it's, it's, it's a sort of like mentality of extremely historically accurate deals where uh, there's also like some hints of uh, other like racial creatures and monsters right 
Um, for me, everything is much more uh, whimsical, I uh, like to say. Um, and this, this, uh, so when I, when I say like, so some people say, think of uh, my DMing as Lord of the Rings, right? I would tell you, think of my DMing as Adventure Time meets The Witcher or something like that, right? Um, so in between this, since we are enhancing the silliness, embracing the Adventure Time style, some of those cartoons, right? Uh, like, for example, Adventure Time or The Simpsons or The Griffins, in their silliness, occasionally they do tackle very important issues. It may uh, be, being racial, sex, uh, about um, about, economy, about politics, about the economy. Uh, if you've seen last TikTok videos, um, the, the worst enemy, I was actually like proposing, hey, an interesting concept is a game where the enemy is capitalism and consumism, not a monster, right? And that actually, that went semi-viral with like 20,000 views. Uh, it was a while since like one of my videos did that well. So definitely, definitely like expect silliness, but also to come to counterbalance that silliness, um, some, some, some sort of like level of reality. If you've seen also like the video before I did, uh, the, the video, the last video I did before the birthday one, I was introducing a, a new series where I was going to talk about um, bureaucracy being uh, the enemy of the game, uh, as in the, the DMV of uh, the Underdark, the um, motor vehicle department of the Underdark. Uh, but the, the preambular for that, like the first part of that video said, uh, one thing that you can do to like really engage with your players is to associate for them real life experiences that they dreaded. Like I don't know if any of you got the dread, the driving license, the, the driving license, but uh, I bet it was like an a dreadful experience for each one of us, right? Um, that entire process. Mm. So something similar, for example, think about environmental frustration, right? How can I bring the environmental frustration that you people are feeling right now into the game and make you feel it through your character? Right to allow you perhaps to embody that feeling through your character, and it's very therapeutic in my opinion. It's very similar to those people that do like puppet therapy, only we're doing it in Dungeons and Dragons, and you're projecting stress, uh, anxiety, obstacles in your life onto your character, and by seeing your character confronting them, and uh, with the DM's help, because the DM is there to aid you in this journey, right? It's like a shamanic journey, and help you through it. You're able to defeat the very things that are the obstacles in your real life. And when I say that the D&D game should be focused on the players, this is what I mean. Like, for me, when I started DMing, it was very therapeutical. I love to really get at the bone of my players, see what was the real issue um, that they were already telling me about with their player, like, with their character. How the player makes his character act, it already shows you, DM, some hints of how this person thinks, right? And perhaps what could be some real problems that he's facing in his real life. So what I do then, I try to extrapolate those informations by listening to him very carefully, and I create situations in which I'm trying to contact not the real, not the character, but the real person behind it. This is this is what I meant when I said I really think that D and D elevates can be elevated as a topic because it's a yeah. tool. It depends how you use it. Yeah, because it's considered very sandbox based. You can do what you want with it, and. With those tools, you can use them for a good purpose or just for fun. Yeah, because I know, um, like, for me as a DM, I I have yet to reach that kind of you know hard hitting personal stuff. But I'm 
for me, I, I tend to go a bit more fun, but there's a lot of things within your character's backstory. Like, if you think of, like, most character backstories, there's always that one tragic event that a character mm-hmm. has. And I think not enough people lean into that and be like, okay, like, what happened during that? Like, let's try and reach deeper and see, like, see how the character can progress through those things emotionally, whether it's something that's close to the real person or whether that's something that they haven't dealt with at all yet. If you if you saw um, some of my recent streams that I've been doing with this party that I've been following for two years, if you've seen uh, the guy named Bob um, talking, um, so a uh, various times while we were talking meta, right, and we were like talking about the experience that we had together for him to have me as a DM, for me to have him as a player, he, he always talks about this like roller coaster relationship, this like uh, mother and daughter relationship sort of thing, um. So, so that that is uh, that. Why did we have the type of relationship? It would be because I would challenge him through his character. So every time he was uh, creating a mask through his character, like a false behavior. Um, for example, like I um, I want to be extra social and I want everybody to like me, right? I would try to write down and focus, like, okay, what is he trying to obtain with his character? What is the what is the focus of this character on? And then how, how could this affect the real person? Like, why would the real person choose that? So he wanted to be liked. So I thought, okay, instead of saying his character Radish wants to be liked, let me think of Bob, the person wants to be liked, right? So let's create an obstacle for that. He was behaving in a very, um, in a very uh, polite manner. And like, he was trying to get a lot of um, fame and clout from everybody in the town, uh, in the game. But then we reached a situation in which um, in, in order to uh, be cool, get clout and save his friends, he was proposed to deal with a devil. And the devil uh, literally cursed him to become uh, something like in appearance very close to a death knight. Horrible. Uh, everybody would be frightened of him. Nobody wanted to do anything with him. So here now we went from him wanting to be liked to the obstacle. It, there, it's impossible for people to like you now. Right. And uh, and how do you deal with that now? Like now, I want to see you struggle. Now I want to see you struggle. I will see the real struggle because there was a real feeling that you had that you were um, showing through your character, and now I placed in front of you a real obstacle. And however you're gonna handle it through your character, it's gonna be therapeutical for you because you're gonna be learning something else about yourself, how how you handle with this actual situation, and then you might see it reflected in your real life, right? I want to be liked. Maybe I'm in a situation where people don't like me or I can't be liked. How do I handle that in the game could teach me how to handle it in the real life. Yeah, because it's like if someone who's literally a death knight and people are terrified of him, if he can make people like him, surely you as a normal human being can do the same for yourself. Absolutely. And also what he learned was that at the end of the day, um, it was it was about making connections, not the appearance, right? So the lesson that he learned from that story arc um, which which I make story arcs like for uh, for these topics. Like the, the story arc was he wants to be liked, and the story arc finished when he learned his lesson, right? And the lesson was in order to be liked, uh, it does it doesn't matter what people think of me, like the, the clout, the fame, uh, their general opinion. It doesn't matter if it's okay for everybody not to like me. That's that's the lesson. I don't have to be liked by everybody, but I can find an orphan in a, an abandoned city. And he can be scared of me as a death knight, but I can save him later in an encounter. 
And then I can have a conversation with that kid and realize that it doesn't matter if everybody likes me or not. As long as I can get a true connection with someone and that someone gets me. So there you go. He solved this issue. I wanted to be liked by everybody. This stressed me because it's impossible to be liked by everybody. I learned that to solve this issue, I have to focus on real relationships. And real relationships yeah. only happen through through acts of... Uh, um, the, what's, what's the opposite of uh, self-centered? Of selflessness. Right. Yeah. I think like a lot I think there's there's something that everybody can learn from a D and D game, whether you are the DM or whether you're a player. Because even even DMs can find these situations kind of therapeutic and you know relaxing as well. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I I totally embrace the I don't I, I like yes, I have plot hooks. Yes, I generally have an idea of what could be happening on the session. But I've completely given up on like having things my way, of uh, of uh, of uh, actually planning something and making it go my way, and this opens your opportunities so much more because this allows you to develop listening skills and critical eye. This way, you're able not to propose the story that you had in mind and kind of like force the players to go through the story that you had in mind, but you're able instantly on the moment to allow them to use you as a tool to create their own story, right? Which you support. And this allows you to activate your listening skills because you cannot do this unless you listen to them and not only to the words that they're saying, but as I told you earlier, this entire process of what is he really saying here? Like with this character trying to think cloud, what's the reality behind the player? And that's the critical eye and the listening skills. And once you develop that, you just, it's it then truly, it becomes the sentence that I'm always saying, it's about connecting with the players. You connect with him. And then you know, once you've connected with him, how do I make him connect with the other guy, right? Then you find common common grounds. You find bridges. You find, like, situations in which these people, you know, are going through a struggle together. And maybe the struggle is not killing the dragon, right? The struggle is, I want everybody to like me, but now I'm a death knight and nobody will like me. There's, there's actually something, um, sorry, interrupting you. Um, there's something that I was... Uh, I learned in therapy uh, that instead of trying to get rid of emotions you don't like, you should learn to embrace them and then build upon that so that they don't affect you as badly as they used to. Yeah, you need which to I feel you could definitely learn through D and D. Yes, it's uh, you. You first of all, you you tackle it with dissociation, right? By having your character at first dealing with the same issue that you're having a hard time dealing in real life. If, if you build, if your DM like realizes that perhaps a technique that would help you is dissociation can help you describe your character and get your character in situations that you normally would never be in, uh, shining a light upon you when perhaps you're socially awkward, right? And uh, in that moment, by detaching yourself, you know, it's not always about fully being in the character. If we're talking about D&D as a therapeutic thing, it can also be sometimes as if I detach my thought of who I am and I connect to that thing right now, I'm dissociating from myself, right? And uh, all of a sudden, that things that were worrisome for me, for me, I'm not dealing with that anymore because now I am Grogulax, this orc that really doesn't care about social awkwardness, right? Mm -hmm. Perhaps as soon as I finish this game, I'm back in my real life and I start worrying about, about Luca again, right? But when I go inside the game, I worry about Orculax and then I realize, that interesting how much better i feel when i think like oracle x right 
So that's one type of thing that people can do to help themselves. That is dissociating from themselves, entering the character. It can be very dangerous. This is why the DM needs to assist in this journey. I, I, I'll repeat it again. I think that being a dungeon master, if you follow this three of thought, right? Being a dungeon master is being a storyteller. Look at the roles of storytelling in our past as human beings, right? They were rituals positions. People who were telling stories, think of the Bible, right? It's a story. It created an entire civilization. So the role of a storyteller is not something to be taken easy. You can so heavily shape the minds of the people you're telling stories, right? And if you tell them in a way where you activate their story listening, you're literally shaping these people. So this is why then I, I go a step forward and I say it's like a shamanic journey. You're not only bringing these people through an adventure. You're literally making these people go inside their own head, introspect, tackle little things about their personality, and it's up to you as a dungeon master to allow their journey to be something that makes them grow, that makes them tackle these things and solve them and come out as a better new person, or perhaps just focus on your story, on your voice acting, uh, focus on uh, on the fact that you wanted the game, the end of the game, to be a certain way, and therefore you can't really open up your ears and eyes, you know, to pick up on the things that are coming up from them, these little gems that are appearing. The gems just go away because you're focused on something else. Yeah, I think um, it it certainly it certainly is like a, a like as as a DM, there are lots of different like jobs that you have, and I think that like the people who try and like really push their their agenda and what what how they want the story to go, usually aren't the most interesting and fulfilling games. Which is why I try not to do that myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you know the whole like you know being able to dissociate and like okay i can not be myself for a little bit and be this character who can like cast spells and you know has a giant axe and can do all these cool things it's like it kind of it kind of takes you out and gives you a time to like kind of be someone you're not you know it's kind of like acting you know it's it's like playing a character who's not you you know and it it kind of has that same kind of effect therapeutically as well Mm -hmm. Uh, I was going to say, uh, like yesterday, me and Dan had a session with most of our party where we were figuring out our characters and how they'd interact with each other. And using that session, it actually helped me, myself, develop the voice I wanted to use for my character, the way I wanted my character to act around others, as well as the ability to just sit there and be my character for a while rather than worry about what's actually happening outside of the dungeon we're in because we were specifically in a dungeon. I was more focused on what was going on because I was hooked on the storyline that the DM had set for us. Um, I just wanted to underline and specify a thing. Um, I'm not saying that um, like this whole therapeutical spiritual journey through Dungeons and Dragons is the best thing and anything else is not like this. It's a waste of time. Uh, it's, it's about the social contract that you make at the beginning of the game, right? I'm just saying that me personally, I appreciate the type of game, but I don't want to take anything away from a good storyteller that, you know, kind of like drives you through his story, but his story has a purpose, has a good structure, has empathy. I don't want to take anything away from that. Like, like it's, 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 it's up to the, the, the flavors and uh, what, what, what the likes and dislikes of a personal people, uh, people. I'm just saying personally, I really like it when it gets very personal with my players. 
I'm not saying it's the best. Uh, it's it's and, and again, it's about the social contract. It could be like it made me um, face and deal some issues of, for example, uh, emotional blocks, just like emotional defenses, uh, detachment from demonstrations of affections that I, I definitely uh, probably get from some family members. I just don't want to specify who. Um, <laughs> and uh, and it's just like you know, it created an interesting dynamic of how does it feel. And how does it look to actually feel love and show it? Because, you know, uh, it, the difficulty here is that uh, when it's not real life. I cannot, like, have three months to flirt around with you or, or stuff like that or, like, to show you my interest to, like... So you have to kind of, like, speed it up. So how do you leave? How do you live that relationship of love in a condensed experience and you and then how do you make it so that it's clear visible and understandable but also like it has dignity because i i don't want all my characters who are in love to be like oh i'm in love with you i'll do anything you because that's it's just like not a good person representation of it so like all the different aspects of affection that's the word affection and um yeah it's definitely made me a more affectionate person i believe uh i don't think i've had any major like development through playing a character in certain situations other than maybe be careful what you say out loud or uh, who you just openly punch in a bar because it could cause some scary situations. <laughs> well, not even your time you got married in a cave surrounded by flump. That was great. Yeah, that, that was, was brilliant. Right there. Brilliant. Are you confused as to why people have flumps, Luca? <laughs> Yeah, why do people have flumps? What's going on? Somebody from the server bought us flumps. Nobody's buying me anything. I don't want anything to buy me. (laughs) I do have something else. I mean, like, Emily will find a way to buy you a flump, Fluka. You will get one. I I can assure you that. Now that you've said it, now that you've said it on here, she's going to find out, and then she's going to get you one. I need a flump. Mind flare? Oh, mind flare. Mind flare. Do you see how it is mind flippers? Uh, I was saying that's that's very interesting because in the last stream that it Monday, there were the the mind flayers invaders, also called as the mind troopers. Oh yeah, are they? Are they? Did you, you, send... like, you make them yourself? Um, they have some of the traits of a mind flayer, but they are essentially um, artificers, battle armor. Okay. Yeah, I'm back. Everything just froze. Sorry. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I I haven't had like super. Um, in-depth character developments. I've mostly just had um, like I- I've had characters that I've acted in different ways. Like I have a um, I have a character. His name is Finbar. He's a human sorcerer. I mean, he's far more aggressive than I am. Like he is. He- he's way more like headstrong and brash. It was kind of cool to like play somebody who isn't like as chill and kind of just happy-go-lucky. <laughs> you know, he was well. He was far more serious. Far more headstrong. Um, I'm a bit more violent, and um, yeah, actually, a lot more violent than I am. Like when you don't have a violent mind, but you get a role play like violent actions, and you're like, I guess I uh, snap his neck. I just like, like, how do you snap his neck? And just like, I don't know. I just snap his neck. I just, I just, I just, <laughs> I, just I, I just want to throw my trident and cast um, put one hand across and under his chin like that. I put the other there hand you. on his head from the other side and then I give it a really quick... <laughs> there you go. We, need we missed that description. Now we got it. <laughs> yeah, like, I've had I've had 
um like players who like I'm like okay so can like can you describe what you're trying to do and a lot of them because they have like because I've dealt with a lot of like new players it's always fun to like watch them kind of get into character and like explore the kind of the world of like imagination so I think like that whole like the the world of make believe has like allowed people to kind of really explore new like personalities and new like characters I think is really really cool nice so um there's one thing that uh i'm sure everybody would like to know because you said a while ago you was releasing the challenge or the parties for the challenges on the 19th yes that is and also true. you said in your tiktok live that you were going to do the whole thing today so uh w- would you like to reveal the two parties or do the let me let me try and uh, do a uh, share screen time to spin the wheel <laughs> Let's go, let's go. Add something, add this, add this. There we go. So they can actually see the wheel. They must see my entire Discord and the fact that I'm this entire time. So we we Uh, got it, right? You guys can see it? uh, Yeah. Through our cleric of everything, uh, Joshua, we were trying to um, make sure that at least the, 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 the parties that we choose from the first round are parties that have been consistently updating us on their active status. Uh, they have been giving us all the informations regarding who the players are and what their characters are, because we just wanted to make sure to have a smooth transition and to schedule the game as soon as possible. So we only have here, I believe, 15 parties out of the 25, because uh, some of the other parties did not get confirmed. Doesn't mean you're out. Means that for the next selection, you're if you if you activate your party, uh, if you if you activate your status by talking with the cleric of everything and giving him the information he needs, uh, we can definitely get you in the next round. Uh, but for the first round, we're just giving priority to all the peeps that uh, demonstrated continuous updates and uh, helped us handle this better. So without further ado, shall I spin? Spin the wheel! Spin the wheel for the first... Oops. Uh, so how do? So you, you, you're watching the the thing, right? So what happens if I go here? Can you? Are you? Do you still see the wheel? Yeah. Yep. We we're it's full screen. All right. Let's see who the first party is. The I'll dun, tap dun. to spin, and it's spinning. It's spinning. Dun, dun. It's spinning. Dun, dun. Ah, misery likes company. Hey, Emily, Mark, hey. Wolf, Sander, you're the first party. We remove them from the wheel. One more party will be selected for the first challenge. Are we going to spin the wheel? Let me hear it. Spin the wheel. Spin the, the wheel. wheel. That's what I was looking for. Oh. It's a close one. The Path of Vengeance. And Path of Vengeance, which is... Let me just grab the whole thing. Path of Vengeance. Is Ash Planeswalker, Eddie Gecko, Katie Lee? Oh wait, they were one of the parties that didn't fully confirm to me, but they are still on there. Um, they so didn't fully confirm. I should have. Uh, they weren't. Them. You you put them in, and they weren't active status. <gasps> they weren't active status. Do we so spin that's fine. again? <laughs> we Unless spin someone again. from that party can say in chat that they're all active before he spins again. <laughs> Let's give them. Let's give them like two minutes to to pin real quick to see if their party is active, or we're gonna have to spin the wheel again. I mean, even even if we spin the wheel again, just to have a backup one, just in case. Not, let's yeah. roll for a backup one, indeed. 
Roll for Let me hear it. Spin the wheel. Let's go. Oh, and the backup party is. Oh, 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 oh. you is our last one. It's the close one. Oh my God, the crew. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that looked like it was about to go into flash and slab, which actually confirmed just recently that they could do it. But the crews. So, which party is who's in the crew? Let me just double check. Lily of the Lake, Chris Max, Nikki, Optigo, and DVD, please. You are all in for the first challenge, or as a backup at least. So it's going to be funny to watch everybody die. The crew and Misery Likes Company. Okay, I hope that someone from uh, Misery Likes Company or the crew, uh, let's see if Pet of Vengeance, you know, to be fair, oh, they didn't have the wait, 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 are they confirming? Misery Likes Company have confirmed, and the crew have both said. That both of them are in the chat right now, or at least by yep. a member from both. Yeah, Optigirl is from the crew. So and, she and is Dummy Advanced, which is it, Mark um, from Misery Likes Company. So I believe that it would only be fair if we did the crew and Misery like Misery Likes Company at this point. Yep. Yeah. Well, fair. congratulations to both of them for getting to the first challenge. And uh, I will tell you some info about the first challenge and how to prepare yourself. Everybody ready? Can we can we zoom in on Luca there, Josh? Okay. Oh, wrong one. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. So, um, info about the first challenge. Um, you will face uh, one of the characters that we will soon encounter in my actual streams that I'm doing Monday. Uh, if this character will happen to show himself on the streams that I'm doing Monday before we actually schedule uh, the game... Uh, you will be able to to get a little bit more information about him. Um, he is um, he's not particularly strong per se, but the the um, the role that he has in the world um, it's uh, it's quite important and interesting. Um, and you will be going through essentially what is its military quarters. So you will be going through the military quarters of one of my characters that you'll be able to see probably next Monday on the um, The technical thing about this game, though, is that it's not going to be your entire party participating. This is true for both parties. I repeat, for both parties, both parties, um, it, you cannot participate with a full group. You have to select two peeps, two party members, to throw in for this challenge, and they will be playing for you. Um, that said, if we remind ourselves of the special hint that I gave you, May the saving throws ever be in your favor. You might want to get a party member of yours that has very good intelligence, or at least two of them, or a good combination of one that has very good intelligence and another one can, that can fill in for other things. Uh, that said, I wish you the best. May the intelligence throw ever be in your favor. And I'm going to also reveal the name of the first challenge, which is uh, Baron Xeno. And then, uh, what's the 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 last of Baronxino. There you go. Sorry for the little glitch there. It's the last of Baronxino. So, thank you so much for that. All that hint. I'm kind of jealous. And also, so so it's only two people per party. So that's going to be very interesting. That's four total. So so that they're participating in very, the same very game. Yeah, you guys. The two players from each party. They're gonna be playing in the same map at the same time. Uh, doesn't mean that they 
are going to be working together, but nothing stops them from working together. Um, at least for a certain point, you know, collaboration can happen. They can also decide to fight at the very beginning if they do want. I do not recommend that as there might be the need for them to collaborate to get through some points. Uh, and also because I do not recommend them taking away their own life points when there's other things in the map that could take them away too. Let's be mindful. Well, um, is there anything else anybody wants to talk about now that we've gotten the kind of big announcement going? Is there any questions that the chat has for Luca or for any of us or just for all four of us in general? Feel free to ask away. Um, but yeah, I know um, th there was a lot of anticipation and build up for these first challenges because obviously you have put that first hint out and literally everybody was panicking being like, oh no, my intelligence. I know for a fact, um, my, me and my party along with Josh, we were like, uh, so who has any somewhat decent intelligence in case we're we're up first? And I was like, well, not me, not Max. He does it not is have any me and, intelligence. Me and Clancy uh, of our party, Regal and Clancy. Uh, I also forgot to say that uh, not only we're going to contact the two parties to you know schedule the game, we're also going to contact the parties. I'm going to personally contact them um, to get all the details for their tokens because I'm going to be drawing their tokens. Oh, yes, because awesome. you said everybody will be getting their own one. Every every single person will get an individual one made by you. That's a lot of work. Mm. It's okay, I can handle it. <laughs> the confidence. Ain't nothing. <laughs> yeah, no, tokens, <laughs> tokens are fairly easy for me. It's okay. It's, well, if you are you style. All of your maps. Hmm? Considering you draw every single one of your maps. And the maps all... take a little bit more time because you also like need to think about a lot of like technicalities about the map, space distribution. I, I think Josh was asking something about your art style or was making a comment on your art style. No, no, I was just saying like with his art style from the streams that we've seen with you DMing with your personal made tokens, it looks really good compared to just the standardized token that most people use on Roll20 or the Foundry or whatever virtual tabletop they're using. Yeah, it gives it like a little uh, cute spin, I believe. Uh, it's uh, it's a little bit more flavory. It also sets you in exactly in the wacky world that I'm trying to describe. It helps me a lot for storytelling. Um, someone asked. Um, they said, as a newer member of the Discord, can I have a small explanation as as of what the challenges are? So this entire Discord server and uh, the Dungeon Frog community. Um, is born and supported on uh, one big event that we used to call the biggest Dungeons & Dragons online game. We still got to give it an, a proper name. Some people have been calling it the Chaos Chronicles or something like that. Um, but it is the objective and the goal to uh, create a D&D game, uh, which would be in the same open world maps played on Roll20, where several players, meaning several parties, namely five parties of five players each, have all access to this open world, and they can roam freely. And uh, any action that they do on the map updates the map, so they can build upon the maps, uh, they can build castles, walls, trenches, they can destroy things, and the maps get, gets updated. Um, and therefore, it literally allows you to create your own life, your own world, uh, and you can interact with the other players. So... Uh, in the future, it's also going to happen that perhaps we do D&D games with eight people where two parties meet. Or maybe some people from one party go for a specific mission and meet some other people from some other party. So it's like a special session where it's not that specific party, but just like people from one party and another party needing to do something. 
and um, recommended them not to just like be someone that wants to roam the lands freely, just like randomly, but to actually have goals on what they want to do. Some people want to build cities, empires, trade merchants, uh, have a boat, uh, create a library, create a, a temple and all this sort of stuff. And it's going to be very interesting to see them trying to create these things from scratch. And it's also going to be very interesting graphically to like see all the little developments. Like I can't wait to see someone go like, oh, I like this open land. Okay, let's cut all of those trees. Let's get the wood and uh, let's start building a hut over here, right? And maybe there's going to be some encounter, something that slows down the production. And, and by the end of the session, they build the hut. And on the next session, I bring the map updated with the hut actually built and the trees chopped down, right? And as this progresses every session, seeing like all the maps slowly changing and then seeing how all the other players during their session can alter your map. So you go back to the game, you're building a wooden wall, and like all of a sudden when you enter your game, someone tore down your wooden wall. Like I think, and also like the whole thing of the, I think in terms of the challenges, you're trying to whittle down the yes. total 25 parties down to just four. Yes. yes. Okay. And the challenges are like one-shots, uh, small one-shots uh, based on, on the fact that um, it's not going to be like you have to fight and survive. It's, there's other dynamics. Uh, some of them are based on role play. Some of them are based on decision making. Some of them are based on other skills of other races, not only fighting. Uh, some of them can only be sold, for example, through magic and stuff like that. Um, and it's going to be just like an interesting way to get for me to know all of your characters. And I'll, as we go through, also make your tokens, get everything ready. And uh, I believe also some of this in the future are going to be interactive. So probably in the second round, uh, we're going to get interactive actions on Twitch. So you're going to be able to help your favorite parties through uh, Twitch donations or to obstacles <laughs> some parties uh, steal with donations on Twitch. Uh, that said, I think uh, we, we covered everything, didn't we? Yeah. Um, it be everything unless anyone has anything else yeah, to add. So. Yeah, because I know, I know you, Luca, you told us beforehand that you have uh, some birthday family stuff to go to. So Shenanigans. That's that's a bit of fun for you to kind of close out your day. Italian shenanigans. They made a cake that is just made with pasta. Right <laughs> <laughs> uncooked pasta. That's brilliant. There's no strawberry juice. It's just tomato sauce. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that that sounds delicious. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show. It was so good to like hear your yeah. thoughts on the game. Definitely. Thank you so much. And I'll try as hard as I can to uh, convince some of the content creators that we're bringing in special guests to pop in because I would love you guys to be able to talk with them. Yeah. yeah. Happy, Happy birthday, Luca! Thank you so much. All right, guys, I'm going to head out. You've been super kind to me, super nice. I hope I didn't bother anybody and that you had a fun stream. For me, it's a goodbye. Keep enjoying these boys. See you. <laughs> Thank you, Luca. Goodbye, Luca. Goodbye, Luca. So that that was um the kind of the the GM for this entire campaign. Uh, I'm the kind of Discord that we're associated with. Um, that was Luca Martinelli. If you guys want to check him out on TikTok, it's at Dungeon for All. This is just for the auto listeners. Obviously, people on the stream probably know who he is. As uh, <laughs> this is this is the Dungeon. I should, for All I should hope so. I would hope so. Yeah. I mean, if you're not in the Discord, then you might want to check us out and join the Discord because, you know, this is on the talk show and podcast. Random people could be popping in every single minute. Yeah, uh, this is this is the talk show slash interview slash just three boys talking. Uh, high charisma, low intelligence. You guess who's what? Eating uh, cake every now and again. Yeah, like we're all about, you know, just fixing the uh, overlay on the fly because it messed up. 
Yeah, but I mean, I can I I I'd just like to say that um, just for the audio listeners and for the people on stream, the response we got from the first episode was absolutely fantastic. That was brilliant. Oh um, yeah, like we I was not expecting, and it like we were just doing it for fun, but like the response we've gotten, the people telling us that they listened to it, even people that I know in my own town and people have contacted me and been like, Hey, I've listened to it. Like, it's amazing. Like um, my friend, Josh, that was uh, really active in the the chat last time. And that Grunkle have, has, has played a couple. Of I have actually had with. the chance to meet him over camera and play rocket league. <laughs> um, he was, he was talking to me that, um, you know, he really, I think he's actually active right now in the, in the chat. Uh, Oh no, he's not here. He was here earlier on, but um, he was like, he was saying how you know it was right up his alley in terms of like you know nerdy stuff and you know how um everybody was just like it was. To my girlfriend who's asking questions in the comment section, it's Luca's going to get in touch with your party. Yes. Yeah. Um, the, the people who have been chosen, Luca will be contacting you individually. Um, so yeah, make sure that your DMs are are open. Look out for that. Totally not a cult. We're not a Definitely cult. not a Absolutely cult. Not. Also, totally I'd, like, not. I'd like to add my own thought on this. Uh, I think it's a good thing that a bar party didn't get chosen for the first challenge. I, I yes, think, from what we know, this is going to be a difficult one. Yeah. And for the two parties <laughs> that are going in, so the crew and Misery Likes Company, you have your work cut out for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see everybody. Like, we we only know about people's characters from what they've been talking about, and it's going to be so interesting to see everybody's characters come to life. And like this, the they're going to have to, uh, yeah, they're going to have to send out their big brains though. From what what we've guessed, so from yeah. what from I know the about the party, they're sending Devination, which is Emily's character, because Emily. wizards should have high intelligence, as far as I'm aware. Um, I don't know who their other choice would be. Uh, definitely not Mark. <laughs> no, no, definitely wouldn't say Mark. If it's for int saving throws, I don't think they're sending the goblin. I, my personal thought is either Xander or Wolf from Misery Likes Company. Possibly Xander. Yeah. Going for a, quite an intelligent monk. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> I am sorry, I'm sorry, Mark. baby, but you even said it yourself. <laughs> if you were in that situation, you'd be screwed. Um, but yeah, I can just in terms of what Luca was talking about in terms of like the production value, like I'm, I'm so excited to talk about like getting the t-shirts and the banners. Like that is, that's so cool. Like uh, we, they, we live like literally with the three of us talking about doing this, like we never expected anything like this to happen. Like we were just like, let's just do it for the crack and see like what we can do and just talk about nerdy stuff and D and D and just have fun. It gave us something to do, especially now with that like covid you know i'm questioning how possible it'd be for me to get an actual green screen behind my uh chair i have a green so screen. once i actually get once i actually get my computer in like the next week then uh, everything i should be able to because i moved everything around in my room today again um, well i mean it, it in... looks so much bigger and there's so much empty space and i don't like it <laughs> so i need to get a green screen behind me because when i actually get that sorted out you guys will actually be directly in front of me Rather than me twisting at an angle. <laughs> but also, in a year and a half's time, or maybe a bit longer, half or two thirds of the podcast team might be all together. Yeah, we might be in the same house. Possibly. Well, not me. But, you two. <laughs> yeah. Which would be. Uh, Dan, you can come have a visit. Area. We'll do a special podcast episode when everybody's in the house. 
Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. I'll fly over. Get to meet, get to see all of you as well, because... I just think we'll have we'll have a uh, constant live interruptions from other members of the house. Oh, other members from the just burst. Well, we know well, exactly we'll have Bushki and Mark in the house with us, as well as my friends who I know. Bushki will be quiet. too busy hiding in the, hiding in the loft. <laughs> yeah, it basically just be Mark interrupting us. <laughs> I don't know. She'll probably come in and bring us drinks. Possibly. Again. Luke said not sponsored. Seen, unless seen me run out. Yeah, it's not a bit. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, for for our, the audio listeners, um, Grunkle has a beer. Uh, has a not a beer. He has a. Can it's not a beer with a piece of paper taped around it that just <laughs> says "not a beer," and on the other side it says "Grunkle Brew." It's not a beer. Don't don't ruin the illusion. No 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 no, no 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 no! Don't take don't take the can out. We don't even know what it is underneath the "not a beer." Not a beer, but um. Actually, um, here, it's new. Something. That's what it is. It's a, it's a new, not a beer. <laughs> um, me, me and my friend were talking earlier on. It's Josh, and we were talking about how cool it would. Because I know earlier on in this in Dungeon Crawl, people were confused, um, thinking that it was Luke was trying to make an actual video game. But like, people thought that this was going to be like an actual like video game. And me and my friend were talking. It's like, how cool would it be if there was like an actual like D and D based video game, like a third, like a third person, like turn based MMO kind of thing, where like you can like be on the same team as your friends, and it's kind of like it kind of is Monster Hunter esque, but like it's turn based, and you have like initiative, like a dice rolls in game. You have all your stats and stuff like that. I think that would be so. Cool. Dan, Dan, have you ever heard of a game called Neverwinter? No, I tried to download that yesterday, That's and my PlayStation was It has everything yeah. you just described, just not turn-based, as far as I remember when I used to play it. Yeah, oh. I tried to download it onto my PlayStation yesterday, but my either I had a power cut in the house, or my room just was like, nope. Someone, someone just said, Dan, we can start an Irish <laughs> for all house. I don't know who's. Mark, just put in the chat. I'll provide snacks. <laughs> which which one? And I don't know who Nerdy be? Forever is, but thank you for saying I look great. With my uh, steampunk goggles and relatively yeah. top hat, but like, we we there should just be a dungeon for all branch in every company. It's like an embassy, like just in every country around the world. There's just people from the server, just um, like like just in the house as like a little branch, eat that cake. But no, I don't what, look at me. But uh, what what's this Neverwinter? I've never heard about it before. It is literally Dungeons and Dragons. It's got like. It's got most of the races on there, and all pretty much all of the classes. I think up to um, uh, what is it? Is it the coast or something? Mm. No, I'll definitely give it a. Uh... It's a massive download file. I just let you know now, and there's lots more that you can get on top of it. <laughs> but is is it is it multiplayer? Yeah, it's multiplayer. Yeah, I haven't actually played it because my PlayStation was like new. <laughs> It's an it's an MMORPG. Of course, it's multiplayer. Oh, I didn't hear the MMO part. I just heard RPG, Dungeons and Dragons s game. But um, no, because I was thinking more of like it, it's like Monster Hunter. Like when when you go into initiative, like the the ground becomes gridded, and you have like you know you have your it's turn based, and like you roll for your initiative, and then you can you can only move a certain amount of squares because like each class has its own movement speed, and yeah. like you, when you roll, you have to roll to hit and stuff like that. But like, I think that'll be super cool. And you can like, people can create their modules, and you can like invite your friends in there, your parties and stuff like that. 
I think that'd be such a cool game. Like if, if you really wanted to super lean into the D and D aspect of like initiative and turn based and stuff like that. You know, we were mentioning uh, Neverwinter, but I haven't heard of D and D online. D and D online, which which uh, someone's mentioned in chat. Uh, but no, but yeah, I'm, I've I've just never heard of it. But I was like, what? Wouldn't it be cool if this existed? So I I just had never heard of D and D online or Neverwinter. So I'll have, I'll definitely have a look at them. MMORPGs were what I grew up on, so I'd played pretty much everyone I was from the age of eight upwards. If it didn't have a payment barrier like World of Warcraft, so I tend to play the ones like before I even got into D and D, I'd played Neverwinter. Yeah, because I, I remember I I, I might have been thinking about because I saw a clip from a game that looked like it might have been from D and D. I think it might have been Neverwinter, but I could like I I was trying to find clips from the game, but nothing ever came up. But um. I'll def- I'll I'll have to really look into it because like I think D and D as a as like a video game would be cool because it was kind of funny when like people were like oh yeah Luke is creating a video game and Luke Luke had to consistently on multiple occasions be like it's not a video game we're not creating a video game we're just playing Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> my friend Josh gave me you know the way last time I was talking about that bow that broken bow with the dispel magic that just shoots ballistas he was telling me about a character idea. And now I think I might use it in a, in a one shot that I'm doing in a little bit. Um, so right, let me let me let me set this up for you. See, you you're, you play a Duragar, right? And as one of their class features, you can cast enlarge on yourself and basically become a large creature. You take 18 levels in Ruin Knight, and at that point, you can cast enlarge on yourself. Then you take um. Oh no, yeah, you, yeah. You take eighteen uh, levels in Rune Knight. You can enlarge yourself twice as part of your Rune Knight ability. So you you can t- make yourself into a gargantuan Duragar uh, dwarf, and you can be like <laughs> up to forty forty five feet tall. Um, and you can take like two levels in like um like wizard or something because we we try to figure out whether we can take two levels in wizarding cast the enlarge spell on us but you need to be third level but that obviously is going over uh, level 20 like imagine a a medium dwarf and then suddenly he just becomes gargantuan in a matter of seconds he'd just be so overpowered (laughs) that kind of what um vlad wanted to do with his character he's playing a dwarf and he wants to become a, um, a giant dwarf basically yeah but like but the only the only downside to being a duragar is that they're sensitive to light so like if only you could do that just as like a regular dwarf, and then you can just <laughs> become infinitely tall. Be like you'd almost be like the same size as a Tarask. Just, just like, imagine that. Just walk up to it. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, you just straight up like right hook a Tarask. Like, yeah, you just proper like you stood there bouncing on your toes like Muhammad Ali. <laughs> yeah, you just. Be, like you know, in in Endgame, that like where everybody's like running, and then you see Ant Man just like running, and he's absolutely massive, he just punch stuff out of the sky. Like that's what you see. Like, <laughs> I just yeah, totally see that. Me. You just see this dwarf just charging across, and then suddenly just <laughs> it just grabs up a holder by the eye stalks and just starts it across the <laughs> swinging it above his head. <laughs> yeah, like a, like a gigantic like I don't know like. Like a Taras comes running at you, and you just grab it by the horns, and you're just like, "Stop where you're going." What film was that? That happens in a film where like some charges at him, and he grabs it by the horns, and he's just like grinds to like a halt almost, and then just flips it over his head. 
Oh, oh I, know I know what you're on about. I can't remember. I can't oh, think what it is. Oh, no, this is really going to bug If anybody in the chat knows what I'm talking about, please put it in, because yes, it's, I'm wrecking my brain. This is going to bug all of us for the rest of the day. Yeah, because, like, yeah, he stops it, and he's like, oh, wait, no, is that is that not uh, Black Panther, where he gets the rhino and then just, like, like half Nelson? <sighs> or is it an actual ball that he, like, flips over his head? I'm not sure now. I can't think. Oh, I, I can't remember. I can't remember. That's really bugging me well, now. It's going to be racking my brain for the rest of the night. Oh, but yeah, like that's the but, kind of vibe I want to go for. Just a gigantic dwarf. Yeah, like, he's, the Tarask charges out. He grabs it by the horns and he's just like... <laughs> like but I, I should take like the gladiator background so I'd have I'd be really good at like grappling stuff. And my, mm. my goal is to just be the same, like just become massive and then just like wrestling move people, just like just, choke stunning people. Just don't don't even do that. Like when something's charging at you, you just stand there and you just go wall. You just stand still and watch him just go <laughs> right into <laughs> you. My, um, my because in the game, in my game that I create at home, and um, one of the characters has the Titan Stone Gauntlet, which basically increases his size to the next size category. And he was like, man, if, if that Doragar had the Titan Stone Gauntlet, once you get to the Gargantuan, there's no other size above that. You would just grow to like 60 feet, depending on, like, is roughly the difference between two size categories is roughly about 10 to 15 feet. So if you're already Gargantuan, which is 40 feet, and if, you, if for some reason if you were in my game, you had the Titan Stone Knuckles, you're 55 feet tall, you're taller than a Tarask. Because Tarasks are 50 feet tall. Imagine looking down on a Tarask. So petting its head. Good little boy. <laughs> but like, you start snarling at you, and you're just like, oh, aren't you cute? Just like a pug. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um... It's like me trying to try to make a dragon my pet last, uh, yesterday in the uh, D&D session. Yeah, and the dragon's like, nah. Yeah, Josh tried to like befriend a, a dragon, and the dragon was just like, yeah, nah, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we 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 set it free, and we and Josh is like, you know, like we could oh, we could use a dragon on our team if you want to like come hang with us. And the dragon was like, nah, see you later. Like I'm going home. <laughs> it just flew away, and it's like, oh thanks. But um, actually, here's a question: What um D and D class best describes you? Like if you if you had to pick a D and D class to describe you, what would it be? And Josh, if you say just ranger, gonna... I I will fight you. Just get up. If you I'm, just gonna... here, I'm coming over to We you. were talking about this we were talking about this the other day, weren't we, Dan? Yeah, but I, I, I said which one I think best suits you, which I think best suits you, but which do you think best you like what one do you think? Because I said I don't know, I kind of agree with what you were saying the other day though, because it does make a lot of sense. Yeah, because I, I said I said Grunkle is very much a sorcerer. Like, tell me I'm wrong. Like tell me that Grunkle <laughs> is a sorcerer. Like someone in the chat, tell me I'm wrong and I'll fight you, like straight up. Why? Why, why should I not say this now? I'm watching like... you as a person. Yeah, me as a person. Yeah, like which class do you think best? I don't think I, I don't think Ranger best describes Josh though as a person. Uh, a wizard definitely not. A fighter definitely not. Barbarian definitely not. You literally have a wizard knows a lot about a lot of yeah. things. Yeah, true. Not, are you not the cleric of everything? I was going to say either you're Artificer or you're a wizard. I was going to say one of the two. Artifice, artificer definitely works for me. Or, yeah, like Artificer or Wizard, because I don't think any other class really suits you. Cause like, you're not, because, like, you're not a barbarian. You're not a, you're not a, 
uh, a rogue because you're not like a stealthy, <laughs> steely boy. Monk. I'm not saying saying anything like uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna say stuff about my past on the stream because you know. (laughs) Just put just monk. You didn't say who. You just put monk. I'm I'm monk. No, um, for me, it's definitely. Uh, I can see. I can see Josh as in your friend Josh in the chat. Yeah, Josh is is a steampunk wizard. But uh, I I mentioned last time that my friend Josh makes axes. I'm actually getting one off him. He's a feral sorcerer, though. To to get one. You're wrong. No, he's not wrong, Josh. (laughs) You know what? If it's like that, then yeah, I am a wizard. Wizards are soft. Because I prefer software over mechanical. And I'm doing IT, so yeah, I'd definitely be a wizard in that case. Wait, hold on. Who's who in the chat says Grunkle's a monk, wizard, Josh is a wizard, and Dan's a barbarian? Under what circumstances am I a barbarian? (laughs) <laughs> There's literally not a single point. How am I a monk? I don't know. I would have said you're a sorcerer. How does that? I, I, I'm what sorry, monk? babe. But how does me being a monk make sense? Maybe I would say a druid is a close second because you have a very like naturey feel about you. Me? Yeah, really? Think, yeah. I mean, Dan, for you, I'd say I'd say a rogue is pretty close for you because you have that sort of charming aspect about want, you. Now that now that everybody is starting to say what they think we should be, yeah, I want to like, you know. Uh, their reasonings for it as well. Yeah, like everyone in chat. So all twenty something of you, say what class you think for us and why. I, I, for myself, I would, I would say bard. Dan the bard. Yeah, Dan. I'm a bard. Like, I'm sorry, to, I'm, I'm not a barbarian. Drunk monk. I mean, <laughs> you could pass as a, drunk... you could pass as a multi class, a barbarian. What a monk that studies the drunken fist. Yeah, the <laughs> drunken master monk. Come back here. Oh, oh fucking earth, yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking <laughs> But um, I I want I want to know what the reasoning behind why someone thinks I'm a barbarian because I'm I unless unless you're talking about like a cuddle barbarian then yeah but like like so druid. What was his name from Mortal Kombat? The drunken fist in that. It's like um. Oh yeah, he, oh, has, he has like a beer belly. He has like a little like gourd. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't think what his name is now. But yeah, like. I, yeah, so in my opinion, Grunkle is a sorcerer, Josh is a wizard, and I'm a bard. There's not a single. Bo Rai Cho, that's his name. Ah, yes, that's him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> How can I forget Bo Rai Cho? For me, a yeah. stoner druid. Oh, for fuck's sake. Said Bo- yeah, he literally said it in there. For me, I see, uh, I see Grunkle as probably de- definitely either a mo- uh, uh, not uh, yeah, a druid or uh, actually, you know, just a druid. Dan, you you are either a bard or a rogue, in my opinion, because rogues don't have to just be thieving, thieving and stealthy. Remember, they have the charming aspect too. That you makes sense. charming and sense to me rogue. then. Oh, just, just the, um, is it You're lucky I can't play my soundboard clips on stream. <laughs> Dan, the sexy bard, Josh, the whiz kid, and Grunkle, the pot druid. Fuck sake, womp. That makes sense. <laughs> Dan equals a cleric. What mercy domain cleric? <laughs> Oh, oh my God! That you know why, why Mercy Domain? No, yeah. Grunkle is a Redagast. Yeah, that's it's not like me. That's, that that's is... Luke. That's uh... Luke or someone else in the Dungeon for all account. I'm I thought that was you, Josh. <laughs> my hands are right. My hands are right here. I've been fiddling with my hat. Oh, oh, because <laughs> I have I have some rage in me. Apparently, apparently, I I I can be a little bit angry sometimes. Yeah, okay, kind of makes sense. I get that, like. I like to drink and I punch things when I'm upset and angry. Maybe maybe you might be a monk barbarian then. 
<laughs> Drunk Monk Barbarian. Drunk Monk. Drunk Monk. Well, I mean, isn't that Druid Monk? Yeah, Druid Monk equals a drunk. I'm a drunk. I need to have earphones because this hat and these headphones do not mix. Yeah, it it looks like it's not sitting well on your head. If I take my headset off. Josh is currently wearing some uh, steampunk goggles and a top hat. It it fits a lot better when it's not actually blocked by the headset. Also, it's scratching on your microphone whenever whenever you do that. So the audio, uh, the audio is going to be real scratchy. Nice. Uh, as much as as much as I think she's going to hate hate me saying this, but the the Discord server helped me find a girlfriend. Oh really? How so, Grungle? Right, go into exact details because I'm not going to survive to see tomorrow if I do. Not the kind <laughs> of matchmaking Luca was expecting from this server. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. When he found out, he said, "When I said that this was a server that was great for matchmaking, that's not the kind of matchmaking I meant, Grunkle." <laughs> oh yeah it, like in all in all seriousness i think for me personally this helped me find people that i have common interest with and like because like i said in the last episode there's not a lot of people around me who are super interested in dungeons and dragons so when i heard that there was going to be this huge server i jumped at it and also and and in in doing so i've met some incredible people <laughs> included and you know, I've I've had the opportunity to um to create this this project this this platform for us to kind of be creative and be ourselves and stuff like that. It's that give me something to do rather than you know before I was procrastinating and not doing my college work. Now between college, I've been doing this, and I'm actually back to doing my college properly. And I've done all the uh, assignments I've been missing, and you know I'm now applying for a university, which means you know I have something to do after college. It's, it's, and it's uh, also it's allowed me to. A bit of, a Activity. Yeah. With this server, every day is a party. Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't have college tomorrow, things. and um, under my desk, I have three cans of beer and a, a half a bottle of Jack Daniels, so you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, somebody somebody said, um, if, if any of you have any general information about the DM qualification sessions, anything I should take notes on, especially if there's anything I should avoid, watch the other qualification games first. They will get don't go bench. too long. Yes, and if you see a man with hooks for hands, run. Yes, but make sure the most important thing is stay within three hours because that's a huge deal breaker. Um, uh, line, don't even. Don't, don't even. Line, that may be a good question, but uh, us not in made outfits because Grunkle doesn't have one yet. Yeah, Grunkle doesn't have a made outfit yet. Yeah, know, nobody right? bought me a made outfit. I've got an angel onesie coming, you know, as in like Stitch. From the other stitch and angel. Yeah. You, were, you were talking about it last time, yeah. Because we know Dan's that's, got that's... one now. I've got my. That'll be showing up soon. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah I just need. A, I just need a maid outfit, if, or if... even the schoolgirl or the male cheerleading outfit. That's actually not really that male. If, if we get enough people <laughs> say that they want me to wear it, I'll wear it for the next episode. If I'll, people, if, if I've got enough money spare off my birthday, afterwards. it can be the uh, costume for next episode. Yeah, if. If you guys in the chat now, or afterwards, if you guys message me, if enough people message me to say where the made outfit, I'll wear it in episode three. I will. I, I promise you. I might not oh, have made outfit to wear, but I'll find something equally sexy. <laughs> I mean, just, just, just go... No, I, I won't say that. <laughs> I was going to say something Would you like to real bad. Go commando. <laughs> Birthday suit. Birthday suit. That's that's the correct word. But um, I know you're, what you're thinking. He wants to do the... You want to do another D20 Play. roll for that one? Yeah, I do. I really do. We're gonna, we're, I got we're gonna, beaten by one. 
by bloody one. At least you didn't get a nat one. So for those That's true. He rolled to see he's going to do the intro, and I got one higher than Grunkle. So are we doing? Are we doing? Not salty about it at all. Highest roll does the outro. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I haven't rolled yet. I'm, I'm still shaking. <laughs> What'd you get? Well, it's not me. Dan. I got a three. Uncle. It might be me. I got a four. <laughs> I got a six. <laughs> Damn it! No <laughs> rolls all around. <laughs> I sat there, saw the six. I'm like, oh, it's not gonna be me. <laughs> this is where I was like, I looked at it. I was like, well, it's not gonna be me, definitely. And then I was like, three, and I was like. <gasps> Unless Josh all right, so, to all the um, all the podcast listeners on Spotify, uh, we'll be ending it here. Uh, I've been Josh. We've got I'm follow me. I've I've been Lewis. Me. Obviously, if you have any topics, you can follow us on all our social medias, mostly Instagram or TikTok. Uh, uh, hi, uh, yeah, high charisma or high char underscore low end underscore podcast. Thank you very much. Hope you enjoyed. <laughs>